0: Welcome to the Chasing Goodness Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. Great to be with you as always. Hey, (laughs) this is kind of funny. It just shows how routine this podcast has become for me. But like two episodes ago, we passed 200 episodes. (laughs) I didn't even notice. I think when we came to 100 episodes, like I did a whole podcast episode about it. But then we double that and we do 200 episodes and... (laughs) I noticed it like 2 weeks later. So congratulations to us. We made it to 200 episodes. Thank you for everybody who's listened to even a few of them. It makes all the difference in the world. It's been a super fun journey closing in on 4 years of podcasting with this show. And it was this dream that I had and then it it showed up and crazy to think. I don't know if I've ever done anything every week for 4 years until this podcast (laughs) like in this space obviously there's some things that you do every day like have coffee but you know what I mean it's been uh It's been good for me to realize that I'm capable of that kind of discipline or this kind of discipline and it's been so much fun And like anything there's sometimes when it's the absolute highlight of your week And then there's sometimes when you're like, oh, yeah, I've got to do that (laughs) But anyway, thank you everybody who has been a part of this journey if you're listening now You're a part of the journey. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of it It's been an absolute grand adventure and we're gonna keep rolling. We're going to keep rolling so We've had a little bit of a theme this month. I don't know if you've recognized it or not, but as we're heading into the new year, now we're mid-January already, and as we're heading into the new year, There's always this temptation to run, 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 and I, like everybody else, on New Year's Day was sitting on the couch figuring out what I was going to do. Like, what I'm gonna do? What am I gonna do in the new year? What am I gonna do with my health? What am I gonna do with my exercise? What am I gonna do with my career? What am I gonna do with my relationships? How am I gonna be a better dad? How am I gonna be a better husband? You know, you just like it just goes like your mind just starts buzzing. And after having some of those conversations or thoughts in my head, like my wife and I sat down and were like, "What?" are we doing like we just had this crazy long December because we're musicians and we do tons of we I think we did 10 Christmas shows over the holiday season on top of podcasting on top of speaking engagements on top of just having released a book on top of just continuing to you know on top of everything like and then we get to the end of December and our minds are like okay now what do we got to do what do we got to do that's better than last year and it's like what can't we just chill the hell out for a second and relax into the new year and so that kind of started this conversation about really living in the season of winter and living in the heart of winter. And I remember so many wonderful conversations with my friend, Scott Jenkins, who is a big proponent of this living within the context of the seasons and our spirituality. And I know you're probably sick of me talking about him because I talk about him all the time, but this is the space that has meant so much to me in our relationship is how he, through Celtic spirituality, has really taught me a lot about living my spiritual life in step with the seasons. And when we think of the context of winter, winter is not a time when things are growing and blossoming, blossoming and blossoming and, you know, getting exciting. Winter is a time when everything is dull and under the surface and you can't smell things. And, you know, as I'm recording this, like there's snow on the ground and it's raining, it's gross. and And there's something about that season that I don't know, we can learn so much from, which is just that time to slow down, reflect, think about what's under the surface. So that's what we've been doing this month. And the interesting thing is whether I put it out on a podcast, whether I talked about it in a live setting, which I did through Chapel a couple weeks ago, or whether I put it out in a reel, which I did last week, I've gotten a ton of engagement of, I mean a ton, (laughs) A ton for me. I've got a ton of people just wanting to kind of talk about this or a lot of people just, I mean, maybe even not wanting to talk about it as much as affirming what I'm saying. Now, it's one thing to agree that the season of winter is a time where we should engage in from a spiritual and life standpoint of like slowing down, reflecting, thinking, digging down to what's underneath the surface. It's a whole nother thing to actually do it. And so I, along with my wife, have been trying to be extremely intentional this month about living in the winter season with the type of livelihood that I have, that we have. Like I said, December is really busy. And actually, as we look forward to February, it's just nuts. And so January tends to be a slower month for our livelihood and how we engage in the world on a regular basis. And so we have been really being intentional about focusing on the winter season. This is not something that comes natural for me. This is not something that is easy. In so many ways, I hate it, but I understand the importance of it. So I thought if I'm going to talk about it, I have to live out what I'm talking about. And so I'm just going to share some real practical stuff this podcast episode so that we can maybe have some tools as we continue to winter so stick with me let's see what comes out all right so as I, along with my wife, have been on this journey of wintering, and that doesn't mean that we're not doing a ton of stuff. We're still very, very busy, but we're really trying to be intentional. I'm really trying to be intentional on living this out. And the first thing I'm going to give you from my perspective, like four vital things that have made this Meaningful and helpful. And like I said, I'm only, you know, it's the 16th when I'm recording this of January. So I've got some, I'm at the halfway point. So don't hear this as the end all be all. It's just been what's been helpful and meaningful to me. And the first thing, and my life lends itself to this a little bit better than some other people's lives, but giving yourself time is obviously the most important thing. Because if we continue in a fast paced life, And we don't carve out time to really consider this winter season in our lives and really take time to reflect, pray, and consider and look for what's underneath. Like if we just go on living our lives, we won't have time to do that. So the first thing that has been vitally important and really beautiful is simply giving myself time and taking space. And for me, one of the best ways that I do this, and I'm a big proponent of it, and it's okay if it doesn't work for you, but it works for me, is taking some space as much as possible every day to do some journaling. That's what works for me. Take some time to do some journaling. And when I journal, you know, I'm working through some of my thoughts, I'm working through disappointments, I'm working through some forgiveness things in my life, I'm working through some hopes and dreams for the future, but I'm I'm not acting on any of that. I'm just taking the time and space to experience it, to feel it, and then to write it down. And so, obviously, everybody's got a little bit of a routine to their day, and i Unless you take something out of that routine, you're not going to have time to really do this this winter spiritual experience very well, right? And so the first thing you're probably going to need to consider if you want to take me up on this idea of considering winter in your spiritual life is really where are you going to find the time to do that? I think one of the best spaces to do it is in the morning because usually that's when things feel really extremely still, And then that seems like a time where it just makes sense to do that. I know, um, and this kind of goes into another part that I'll get into in a while, but another space for me where I make the time is like I'll get out and I'll cross country ski or I'll snowshoe just getting outside um, because it just feels like the air is less clouded. Um, And again, I'm gonna get into that in a little bit. I'm tipping my hat a little bit to one of my other points, which is nature. But then not only is it important to have the time, and to journal. And, you know, like this morning even did a journaling exercise. You know, there's a lot of those that you can do out there as well. And some visioning and, you know, do it however works for you. You know, all of us are unique. So I'm not telling you exactly how to do it. I'm just saying, do something that makes that time valuable. But If you just journal, if you just take the time, and if you got a lot of stuff that's going on in your mind, that's helpful. But there has to be what I would call a valve. And what I mean by that is you can't hold everything in your mind and your heart. And sometimes just writing it in a journal is not enough. That's why it's vitally important that as you're considering this winter season, which, you know, we talked about this, as you go through winter, you're thinking about what it is that you need to let go. And that could be a lot of things. That could be career. That could be relationships. That could be a million different things, right? You're also considering like, what is underneath the surface? What's bubbling up? Like what's working? What's what's maybe moving forward towards something in the future? And then the other thing you're considering is like, okay, what are some things, maybe what's some unforgiveness I have in my heart? What are some of those issues that I have that I really need to work through in order to have a healthier tomorrow? And as you're doing this, yes, it's really helpful to write those things down. It's really helpful to journal. But that that valve that I talked about that's having a conversation with an actual human being. that's actually talking about it. So taking what's in your heart and your mind and talking about it. This is a skill that I'm still unfolding a little bit in my life. And it's a skill that I haven't had until maybe the last two years of my life. (laughs) So I lived for, I'm 46. So I lived for a good solid 44 years without having this skill. I've been a journaler since I've been 17 years old. That's when I started journaling. And I stopped, as I'm recording this, I literally have my journal open right next to me. And And so that part is something that I feel like I've always been pretty good at. And I've also been pretty good at taking time because most of my career, I've been in charge of my schedule. Not all of it, but I would say 70% of my career, like I have a pretty flexible schedule. For example, right now, I was just tired when I woke up today, so I did some personal work, some journaling work, some prayer time, all those kinds of things. But I didn't sit down to start getting any like work work done until (laughs) 1130 in the morning. And I know everybody doesn't have that sort of flexibility in their schedule. But time and connection are things that I have been really quite no, no time and journaling are things that I've been quite good at connection and conversation. I have been horrible horrible at, I would say really bad at. And so then what happens is you have all of this stuff rattling around in your head, rattling around in your heart. And it's really hard. And and tell me if I'm crazy on this, but it's really hard to have perspective on something if you're the only one that has any input on it. And as a person who has a ton of ideas all the time, if I don't get those out into the open to have somebody speak into them, man, I can, I can, I can, I can talk myself into any idea being a great idea. And what has happened throughout the years is without using that valve of conversation with a trusted person or several trusted people in your life, I've gone down some roads that I should have never gone down or I've gone down them too fast or I've gone down them too slow. And so it's really important as you're going through this winter season, take that time. Write things down, journal, spend some time, just you and your thoughts and your heart. That is so vital as you're going through the season of winter in kind of the spiritual way. But then you can't stop there I mean, I can't, I'm not telling you what to do, but I don't think you can stop there without having a conversation. So for me, I'll have those conversations with my spouse. I'll have those conversations with some of my friends. I'll have those conversations with people that I know, know me on a very, very personal level so that when I put some of the things I'm going through out there, I know that the response I'm going to have is out of love. The response I'm going to have is going to be honest and it's going to be really helpful. So that's kind of the the first thing. I know that was a long time on the first thing, but take the time and have the conversations. Okay, Take the time, have the conversations. The next thing that I've found to be so important in, oh my gosh, and maybe this is the most important thing, but when I've been f- taking like a lot of time to just reflect and think about life, I talked about this a couple of episodes ago. Or maybe I, I don't know where. I, it's either a couple of episodes ago or I talked about it during chapel. I, I this has been a thought, so I'm just gonna put it out there that when you take the time to think about what's underneath the surface, which is which is a real big part of what we're talking about of this spiritual season of winter, you'll find some things there that you're not too proud of. You'll find some things there that are a little bit dark or a lot bit dark. You'll find some patterns there that you've never been able to get out of. And it's easy in that space to get really down on yourself and i'm pretty good i'm i'm an interesting human because i'm very confident i've been even accused of being cocky many times in my life but also like all of humanity like i i struggle with self-worth and i'm i'm real quick to get down on myself so if i've done something especially if i've done something i know it's created some hurt in this world man it's like i can get i can get down on myself real quick and so the reason i bring that up is as you're going through kind of this this experience of a spiritual winter what i what i want to put out there as vitally important is go in it into it with a focus on gratitude because the easy focus is going to be to tilt to like self-doubt and self-loathing <laughs> all of those kinds of things. And so what I do in my journaling time, and I've shared this before, but in case you haven't grabbed it before, what I do in my, in my journaling time is I start, and this is how I make sure gratitude comes into it. I start by talking about what I'm grateful for. (laughs) Sometimes that's a single thing. There's been some days this month where I wake up and I pull out my journal and I write grateful at the top of it. And and I have to think real hard, and then I come up with one thing. But sometimes that one thing is like, hey, the sun is shining today. Sometimes that one thing is... Hey, my back doesn't hurt today. Like sometimes it's the most basic of things. Sometimes it's, Hey, my kids are healthy. You know, it can be anything, but I always start with that gratitude piece. Cause when you're going through this winter season, it's so easy not to experience or not to focus on gratitude. Then I go into concerns. Then I go into intentions. Then I go into dreams and goals. That's kind of my journaling You know exercise that I do most days not all days and so as you're going through this winter season it's so important to spend some of that time focused on gratitude again because there will be a temptation I mean part of it is just that you know if you live in the Midwest or you live somewhere where like winter is winter. Like you're already a little bit depressed just because of the weather probably, right? And so on top of that, you're doing this exercise where you're looking under the surface and you're taking this time to journal and consider and you're going slow and blah, blah, blah. So that's why it's so important to to make sure gratitude is a part of that because in the midst of, of hard conversations, in the midst of hard journaling prompts, like we have to remember that. You know, life isn't all a bunch of crap. There's so much good. Every single day, there's things to be thankful for and grateful for. So that's the second thing. The third thing, and I I leaned, I, I tilted my hat a little bit at this already. But the last thing is, since we're talking about the seasons, nature is such a vital and important part of that. And so I know for some of us it's winter and it's cold and it's miserable. And in Wisconsin, everything is like an ice skating rink right now because we got all this snow and now we've been getting all these mild temperatures and rain. And so being outside isn't even all that enjoyable right now, but it's still so vitally important. There's something special that happens from a spiritual stance, from a connection with God kind of thing of just being in nature. If I'm in my house, I'm going to be thinking about what I need to get done, projects that need to get done. I'm going to be staring at my desk, so I'm going to be thinking about work. I'm going to be thinking about so many things that that need my attention. When I leave this house, throw on a pair of snowshoes or skis or just my hiking boots, all of that, at least for a while, disappears, and I feel like I'm a part of like a grander purpose. Does that make sense? Um in my book, Bring It Home, I talk about this idea of, of community and I've always been rubbed the wrong way by that because I've always, you know, I'm not the person that like friendship and community come really easy to me. I'm a person who like solitude comes super easy to me and I enjoy it a great deal. And so I've always struggled with this idea of, you know, you heard it said so many times that we're created for community. I don't disagree with that. I just had to rethink that. And one of the best ways that helped me rethink that is simply by being in nature and understanding that community actually doesn't just have to do with people. It has to do with all of creation, all of nature. And we can feel like we're a part of this much grander scheme. If we just focus on community being me and other people, then we're just getting a tiny little piece of the puzzle. If we get out in nature and we see ourselves in the broader perspective of you know, the work that God or the divine is doing it really, it number one helps you not become prideful because you really see your space and you really see how you're just a minuscule part of this grand picture. But then number two, it also makes you feel like, oh my goodness, I'm a part of this grand picture. So at, at the same moment, it makes you feel big and small, right? It makes you feel small from a standpoint, like you're just a tiny piece of this grand picture and it makes you feel big because you can't believe you're so fortunate to have the opportunity to be any part of this picture. So it's this amazing thing that happens when, I mean I'm just speaking for myself, it's an amazing thing that happens to me when I'm out there in nature like that. So when you're trying to get perspective, when you're trying to look underneath the surface, when you're trying to have a spiritual winter season in your life... When you get out into nature, and I don't care how messy, how muddy, how gross it is outside, like when you get out in nature, perspective will be in abundance. It just will. And you'll be able to get away from all of those things that are are asking for your attention. Now, I've tried... And and this might be for you, you know, um, but I've tried meditation a million times over and I'm horrible at it because I just can't give. I just, I don't know. I'm sure I could do it if I really put my intentions toward it, but it's something that's really hard for me. And so instead of like doing meditation in the way that you think of meditation, like being calm, being peaceful in a space in your home or whatever, um, for me, the only way it works, the only way I'm able to truly have some of that really good reflective um, you know, space is to get out in nature. And so I try to make it a daily thing. um, And sometimes even more than one time a day. And I notice, like, if I don't do it for a day, I can feel it. My body can feel it. My spirit can feel it. And when we have, like, today we're having this rainy day and I'm like, I just, I'm just praying for a gap in the rain so that there will be an opportunity to, to get out there because I know like my spirit and my being will struggle if I don't get out there. And um, so anyway, all that to say, as you're going through the winter season, I would say as you're going through any season, but nature is vitally important. You know, th- and like I said, that's whether you're going through a winter season, a spring season, a summer season, or a fall season, it's vitally important that you connect with the actual season, right? You connect with the nature that is inspiring the work that you're involved with. So keep that one in mind for sure and do everything you can to get out as much as you can. I think for like the early church fathers and mothers in, you know, that we often will read about, you know, think about people like St. Francis. Think about, you know, St. Bridget, some of those amazing people that often you hear about or think about. They one of the great benefits that they had is they didn't have so many of the distractions that we have. And they had a natural connection with nature, right? Um, before a lot of our modern conveniences, nature mattered a lot more. Like nature determined whether you're going to be able to eat or not. Nature determined, you know, whether you're able to work or not. Nature determined so many things when we think about the winter season, like nature determined that you're probably going to go to bed earlier because it gets dark out and before electricity, like that's just, you know, you'd have gone to bed a lot sooner. So anyway, just keep that connection to nature. It's more difficult now. Uh, I know my friend um, Brian with Beer Church and with Jesus Fit, he's really promoting this no social media in January. I think that's a great way to... Really connect more with yourself, with nature, uh, give yourself more time as well. Like just figure out a way somehow to be, to take time away from somewhere where you can be more connected with nature. This final thing actually came, well, It's just a big part of who I am, and so again, all I'm—I'm—I'm not trying to shit all over you. I'm just trying to give you things that I'm really focused on right now, as I'm really intentionally going through this winter space. And again, first thing is time and having conversations about what you're discovering in that time, whether that's journaling, whatever. The second thing is really making sure that there's a focus on gratitude because the winter season can get dark, and I don't mean that like the sun goes down earlier, I mean, it can get dark in a spiritual standpoint. And then third, really connecting with nature in a meaningful way, because it will make you feel equally small and big all at the same time. It's amazing. And then the last thing that has been vitally important, and this is just my life in general, but so much in in more challenging spaces, and especially these intentionally challenging spaces, and that's music. Now, I'm a guy that music has been a huge part of my life since I've been so young, and you know, I went to school for music. Um, you know, jazz drumming is kind of my my main trade, but just drumming as a whole is something that I'm super passionate about. Rhythm, um, music, oh, like I just can get lost in it. I can remember when I was growing up. And I was having a little bit of a challenging season, just frustrated growing up in small town America. And I remember I was, I've I've always been really big into musicals. Maybe that makes me a little unique, but I remember like putting on the soundtrack to Les Miserables and just like getting lost in my bedroom, like just emotionally. And I've done that so many different times in my life. And whenever you're focusing on something hard, I think it's important to have a soundtrack I remember another time in my life when I was trying to birth something, like I could feel something like trying to bubble up, but I was in the really hard stages of like trying to get it going. I remember there was this group out. Maybe you're familiar with them called Cigarose. And I remember I was I'd go in my basement and I would just put on my headphones and close my eyes and nobody knew where I was. And I would just get lost. I would just get lost in it. And now you know I travel a lot for work and things like that. And as I'm traveling, sometimes I, I will listen to podcasts because I'm all about you know developing myself and listening to good things. But also the other thing that I'll do is I'll just find music that that just like moves me. And so having a soundtrack is so vitally important. Because because there's something about music that, just like nature, there's something about music that helps perspective. There's something about music that helps us connect with ourselves. There's something about music that helps us just connect to the greater whole. And so I was listening to a podcast this last week, and the guy, I don't even remember what he was talking about, but the guy, he said, Hey, like, what are like four songs that you can remember that changed you? I was like, oh, what a great question. And for me, those songs always came. I, I guess I won't say always because you can certainly put some in connection to like kids being born, getting married, things like that. But most of the th- songs that immediately came to mind were songs that were important in winter seasons. Songs that were important as things were bubbling under the surface. Songs that were important as I was grieving a hardship. You know, those were the songs that immediately came to my mind. And so as you're going through, or if you are, if you're going through this exercise of like a spiritual winter season, like just find a soundtrack, find some music that speaks to your soul. Not some music that you bop to, but like music that moves you on the deepest level imaginable. And that will be, uh, I think, a great help as you go through this spiritual winter. So one more time to recap. You have to take the time if you want if you want this winter season from a spiritual standpoint to be meaningful. You can't do it without carving out time in your schedule. It's otherwise. <laughs> I mean, if you don't carve out the time, what? How are you going to do it? What's going What's going to be the benefit? I have no idea. And then, as you carve out the time and you're journaling and you're exploring and you're trying to figure out what's underneath, make sure that you. Create space for conversation. So schedule times for conversations with people that you trust. That could be your spouse. That could be close friends. Who are these people that you know as you talk through things? It will be helpful. Make sure that you make space for gratitude because if you don't, it might get kind of dark and that might not be helpful. So make some space on a daily basis for gratitude. The third thing is just get lost in nature, man. Just get lost in nature. Allow yourself to be big and small at the same exact time. Allow yourself to feel a part of something that's so much bigger than you. And then finally, get yourself a soundtrack. Allow music to move you as you move through this daunting work of trying to look at what's underneath this surface, trying to figure out what's being birthed underneath in the in the in the quiet dark cold spaces of of your life and of this year and as you're reflecting even on things that you need to change you know allow there to be a soundtrack because music will connect in the with the soul in ways that so many things cannot now, I'd love to hear from you. So if you are doing any type of work, any type of like spiritual winter type of work, I mean, let me know what you're dealing with. Let me know what you're experiencing. Let me know if it's been life-giving or hard or any of those things. Just reach out to me. You can either send me an email at hello at Otherwise, you can find me on social media and just send me a message that way. I would just love to hear other perspectives on anybody else who's just really trying to take the time and space to reflect and slow down and listen to the voice of God in your life and do that really difficult, challenging, slow work of winter. Thanks as always for listening. Uh, It's just always a joy to to be on this podcast with you. Again, I think this is episode 202 or something like that. So thanks for those of you who've been hanging around for a long time. Thanks for those of you who have just started and continue to do the hard work of winter because spring is coming, right? The reason we do this winter work is because we know something is coming and we know that there's things that are going to bubble up and, and break forth in the season of spring. And that's super exciting, but we can't get to spring without winter. So thank you for everybody who's been listening. Feel free to follow what I got going on social media. On social media, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram under Matt Kinzara. There's also a Chasing Goodness page on Facebook that you can check out. But until next time, let's keep chasing goodness together.